Welcome to Two Girls, One Film, a brand new podcast brought to you by hosts Lindsay Feng and Annabelle Cohen. Enjoy. Well, welcome to our wonderful podcast, our fifth episode of Two Girls, One Film. This time with yep. Annabelle again because <laughs> I got ditched last week so um but it's okay I'm sorry we we filled out our time we talked about portrait of a lady on fire and this week mm-hmm. we are talking about good time but just just before we get into it um <laughs> oh my gosh that's, yes you look demonic. You look demonic. Um, anyway, our viewers, just continue what you're saying. Our viewers can't see this right now, but I'm a little bit shocked by the virtual background um, Annabelle has put up. <laughs> okay, but yes. How's your week been? How's, how's school been? Well, the week that I couldn't do a podcast, I had exams. I'm sorry, this background is so terrifying because I look at myself. But yeah, I had exams and um, it was pretty, um, it's pretty okay, but quite stressful. Mm-hmm. I've got the results back now, so I can chillax for a little bit. But okay. You have your exams yeah. so early into your year. It doesn't make sense to me because yeah, I, I have my exams midterm and then final, final semester. So Actually, to be fair... These exams were supposed to ha- be happening at the end of um, like last year, except we went back, so we couldn't do it. Oh. So they've just pushed it now, and then it's really annoying because we're also <clears throat> people want to apply to like Oxbridge, have mm-hmm. to get their personal statements done mm-hmm. while they're revising for exams, and it's mm-hmm. just like uh, it's a whole shebang. Oh that sounds yeah. very stressful. Yeah, I'm quite stressed right now too. I don't really want to think about it. I'm taking my ACT <coughs> this weekend. Oh um, my god, yeah, because yeah. you have to take it, don't you? Yeah, I have to take either the ACT or the SAT. Literally, no one cares because everyone knows about this. Every, you know the drill, everyone, but, you know, it's not fun. I feel like I'm going to do, yeah. like, a little bit over mediocre. I think I'm, like, fine, but, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know... Isn't ACT more science-based? Um, well, there's a science section, but it's not really about science. Like, you have, it's just, like, this passage, and you kind of just have to find information from it, you know? I'm not good at science. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, the backgrounds. Yeah, I'm not good at science, um, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna deal with it. It's fine. It's Mm. not really science-based. You just gotta detract information, I guess. But today I went to an art exhibit. I actually just got back. You did? Um, it's like... Where'd you um, go? It's the Sotheby's Autumn oh. exhibit. Oh, my god! Is gosh. it a place? It's huge. Um, what? Where is it? It, it was um, in the Hong Kong Convention Center. And oh. I'm here Yeah, it was... It was crazy. By it's the actually, water. There, there's this huge... Yeah, there's this huge Banksy painting... A lot of famous people paintings in them in there. Oh, you know I love what? famous people painting. See, I I enjoy art exhibits, but I feel like once you like see a certain amount of paintings, you know, it's kind of a lot. Oh my god, yeah. So I 
I'm so impatient when it comes to art galleries because my parents used to like, because my sister's like a artist, I guess, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's an artist, whatever. Um, uh, yeah, so we used to go to like lots of art exhibitions, sort of like, you know, get her inspiration juices flowing. And Just I would choked. always like. <laughs> so, why? Okay, continue. I think I'm fine. I'm fine. You're just trying to break up my <laughs> eloquent speech. Um, yeah, and I would give every single painting the five seconds it deserves, you know? That's it. See, you know what? Five I feel seconds. you on that. Like, I want to give the paintings more, you know? Some of them are worth, like, taking time to. But when they're, like, 200 paintings there, and they all look crazy, and you're trying to figure mm. out what they mean... But, you know, they're trying to sell the painting, so all there is on the little card is the artist's name and how much it is. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, what's no. it about then, you know? Oh, to be fair, if it's an auction, like a gallery right. that's been done for an auction, yeah. You're right. But yeah, it was it was interesting. It was great. Um, yep. There's a Van Gogh painting as well, but we can move on from that. I'm I'm done with that for today. I guess um, we can move into Good Time. Sure. Film. Um, oh wait, we should read the synopsis first. Let me search this up. Oh, yeah. No, let me let me read what I wrote down earlier because I am really okay, good at planning sure. and um, I always oh. do things. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I was joking. I guess. I guess. I was okay, we don't need to get into it this time, but we all know who would have won this argument, you know. What? Uh, well, read, read your part. You said you were gonna read it. I, I didn't do it. I was making a joke that didn't land. Oh my. Oh my gosh, see, you know what I thought you were doing? I thought you were uh, you're trying to rub it in my face. That I wasn't... Uh-uh, uh-uh. Well, you gotta be better uh-uh. at telling jokes, because if people like me aren't understanding them, then you need to, you need to reconsider. And also, you need to, you need to do things our audience can, can listen to. Because what, oh. what, what I'm experiencing in, visually right now is it's overwhelming and it's a lot and it's hard it's hard for me to articulate to our viewers i will stop being so attractive and i'll like try and um, okay perfect make my words more attractive okay well good time i guess um good time is a 2017 crime thriller directed by the mm-hmm. safty brothers um a bank robber stops at nothing to free his brother from prison launching himself into a night-long odyssey through New York's dark and dangerous criminal underworld. Okay. Well, I guess general general thoughts on it. Dude, this... Okay, I have a story to tell. Basically, okay. you texted me. Okay, watch Good Time. Yeah, like, it was, like, um, 5 p.m. my time mm-hmm. on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then I was, like... We have assigned time to do homework mm-hmm. at my school, mm-hmm. like, from, like, 7.15 to 9. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any homework that day, so I was, like, just, like, doing nothing. And then I was like, oh, my God, Lindsay told me to watch Good Time, so I'll watch it. 
So basically our Wi-Fi goes off at 11. It's so stupid for no reason. The Wi-Fi just shuts off at 11. You can't do any schoolwork because I don't... Uh-huh. I don't want to get a VPN on my computer. Uh-huh. I just don't really... Can't be bothered. So you just can't use Wi-Fi after 11, which is... It's the stupidest thing ever. They basically want us to, like, not get work done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. And then... um. So I was like, oh my god, at 10.30pm, I was like, Lindsay said watch Good Time, so I'll watch half an hour of Good Time, and nice. I'll have a shower, and then go to sleep. And then my roommate was like, oh yeah, yeah, let me watch with you. I was like, okay, you want to watch this film? Because I was like, she- the other day she was watching Enola Holmes, and I was like, girl, please. Yeah. Stop. Oh my god. I mean, I'm, I'm not shitting on it, but like. That Lewis Partridge guy, though. He's attractive. He is attractive, but oh my god, yeah. that trailer did not look good. And I watched this video. Oh my god, the trailer. Why does it? It's like a period piece. Why does it have color like pink, pink title sequences with like pastel? I know, colors? right? It's a lot. And What's I feel with like that. I don't like. I don't like Millie Bobby Brown's acting that much. And I feel like they probably broke the fourth wall a lot. You know, Millie Poopy Brown. Uh, Okay, we're not haters here. We're not haters here. Millie, if you listen Sorry. to this, you know, when we're famous later on, you I know, mean that. we don't want controversy. I just think it's funny. Millie Booby Trap Brown. That's quite good. <laughs> oh, Millie. <laughs> but yes, continue but yeah, with okay, your so, story. Yeah. My roommate Maddie was watching Enola Home the other day, so I was like, you want to watch Good Time with me? She's like, yeah, I want to be able to watch it so I can listen to your podcast. Okay, like, okay, this jump, though. That's sweet. From Enola Holmes to um, Good Time, <laughs> like, you, you cannot... <laughs> Okay, continue. Yeah, I know. But she didn't really... She, she said Enola Holmes had, like, a shit plot, and, like, it was, like, weird and had inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, fine. But so we were, like, we watched half an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, so we were watching the movie, and I didn't even realize it was on Netflix, so I had to watch it on, like, um, F movies. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Pretty great quality. So we were watching it, and, like, I was like, okay, this is, like, really good. And I was, we were, like, we were really mm-hmm. into it. I'm like, <gasps> you know, like, you know, like... <laughs> all the um, expressions and um, emotions. Uh-huh. And then I looked at the clock and I was like, oh my god, it's 11.40 and we're still watching the movie. The Wi-Fi goes off at 11. We've still watched it for 40 minutes. <laughs> F movies has such a good, like, um, streaming, you know, like, loading. Oh my gosh, into the F movies future. did that? Yeah. Bro, I don't even use F movies anymore. Because I've been, okay, I've been looking. There are so many different F movies. I don't know, like, which one is real, which one is fake. So I've been, I've been using lookmovie.ag or the Pirate Bay. You know? Um, oh, the Pirate Bay. The Pirate Bay is good. Yeah. But that's that's actually insane. Um, you might have to Says send the me bitch with a, a Criterion link. channel um, subscription. Sorry. Sorry. Ah, uh, it's, you know, it's a blessing to be on there. Um, it's a blessing to see all of those amazing filmmakers' films, um, since I know a lot about them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm oh, a sorry. professional. Well, I wasn't supposed to laugh. I'm a sorry. professional in I didn't this. Laugh. Yeah. Um, I've been in this industry for years now. Um, since, since the very beginning, I've been going to theaters. I've been critiquing in my mind um and I've now been we have this a lot of videos mm-hmm. we have this Maybe professional videos? podcast 
Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be we'll we'll make sure to be at a film festival soon. Um, so yeah, that's just the way it is. Went off on a little tangent there, but you know, just a little bit about me. You know, my background. <laughs> I think I'll be. I mean, our listeners definitely mm. want to be. Mm-hmm. I love. I loved your story though. That was fantastic. Thank you. But yes, yeah, good. Time. It was so good. We just we were like transported into it mm-hmm. and I really felt that if I had watched the entire thing in one night because we stopped after that because mm-hmm. it was 11 40 we were like shoot we got class tomorrow we should go to sleep if I had watched it the fully we only had about 20 minutes left I would have definitely cried mm-hmm. but I didn't cry because I had a whole night's sleep in classes mm-hmm. before the ending so you know what I I don't I don't think I could have watched it like half half and half like I, I just went I went through the whole thing I know on its own. It, it would have been really good mm-hmm. the whole thing yeah some movies take me a while but like this one zap I think it just works very well as like a cohesive storyline so I guess mm-hmm. I think it makes and the fact sense. that it's in such a tightly packed time frame mm-hmm. yeah right yeah so like a little bit about like the time frame itself it starts off with um Benny Safdie's character, who plays, he plays um, this, like, mentally handicapped um, man, yeah. and his brother is the main character, um, played do by you, Robert Pattinson. Did you know that, did you know that Connie is short for Constantine? That's, yes. for real? What? Yeah, I was looking at a, yeah. um, a New Yorker article, oh my gosh. Constantine. Jesus. Like, okay, where do they even come up with these names? You know what? I I like Connie though. I thought. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like convict. Jesus, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like filmmakers try to come up with the most obscure names ever, to make it like stick. Like Hermione. Isn't Constantine a female name? I mean, fair enough. Oh yeah, true. Mm hmm. Yeah, they, they're just always trying to do something different. Hello. And you know what? I appreciate oh, it. I loved me. it. Oh my gosh. Can you see me? Okay, good. Because my Wi-Fi chopped up a little bit there. Yeah. But basically, this um, mentally handicapped okay. man, he's being asked questions by this, like, I don't know what his job is exactly, mm-hmm. but this other old man seems like a kind of, like, guidance person. Guidance like counselor for therapist in like yeah, a mental institution. Yeah, yeah. therapist. Um, yeah. Um, and he's asking questions, um, trying to evaluate his mental state, his kind of condition. And I don't remember. Like he just seems very empty. He seems very like just not not present. And mm-hmm. he doesn't seem like he doesn't seem well. He there's a question about knives or something oh and something about a scissor and a pan um what oh, do you yeah. see what's the link a between si- a scissor and a pan he was yeah. like i can use it to hurt myself or someone else mm-hmm. and yeah yeah that that was when it became kind of obvious that he was like somewhat troubled and then mm. he started he started crying after a bit because i he definitely started feeling overwhelmed talking about by all the questions talking about like, the grandma mm-hmm. yeah talking about um, their grandma and at that point Robert Pattinson who plays Connie the main character comes in and he's like why are you why are you attacking my brother like why are you let my brother go he doesn't need this whatever to the mm-hmm. therapist 
and he drags his brother out. Okay, let me... Oh, do you remember the name of the brother? I, I truly forget. It's Nick. Oh, Nick. Nick. Connie and Nick. Nick. So, Connie, at this Nick, point... And I think it's Nikos is the last name. Mm. Nick Nikos and Connie Nikos, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then they or Nikos. run out. And then that's when all the sort of... It, it gets hectic, you know. That's what I want to say. Robert Pattinson has black hair in the first scene, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Him with black hair. That really worked out for him. You know what? He's one of the few people in this world that I think looks great even when, like, greasy. He's, like, he he kind of gives, like, greasy sort of unclean feelings. But you know what? I, I love it. I'm digging it. Never shower. <laughs> I um, love the unclean mm-hmm. feeling. <laughs> I, I love everything about him. Um, I love his hair. I love his eyes. I love his acting. Um, I love his eyes. <laughs> he's beautiful in Twilight, you know. <sighs> but yes, um, mm. they rob banks. Okay, here's mm-hmm. what's interesting. One. That, yeah, they, they, um, it was shown that they robbed one bank. And what was interesting to me in this scene was that I literally, I don't know if it was just me, but I didn't realize that the two guys, because they had their masks on, I genuinely thought it was, like, two other You didn't realize? Men. Yeah, I didn't realize until, like, a- until like halfway through. So I spent the... Seriously? I sp- yeah, I spent, like, the first couple minutes thinking it was just two other men. And then I put it together, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. It's obviously that. Hmm. And they also... Using this, they sort of, like, play on, like, subtle ideas of race and how mm. different races kind of play out, I guess, in crime um, and, I guess, um, stereotypes. Yeah, to add to that, I was another article I read was talking about how um, Robert Pattinson, well, not Robert Pattinson, but Connie uses the fact that, um, but can you hear me? Because you're paused. Oh, you can hear me. Robert, can you please your pause? Um, I can hear. I can hear you. It's a little bit choppy, but I can hear you. Oh my gosh! I can hear you now. Okay, I can hear you now. Um, Connie wow. uses the okay. fact that um, there are two other black people on the site of the amusement park to his advantage, mm-hmm. and um, assumes mm-hmm. that right. the police will arrest um the man inside the the man that Connie beat up yeah mhm mhm yeah i think mm-hmm. i i think they i think they did a good job of incorporating just small sort of deeper ideas to all of this like the main goal here is to make you feel um adrenaline to make you feel excited Mm. to make you feel like you're a part of this world and you're along with him in this journey in the short but like super congested super just anxiety inducing journey and throughout it i think the softy but the softy brothers are trying to say something about life i'm not quite sure if i've pinpointed that yet but i think um Connie himself, he's very much aware of the world he's living in, and he mm-hmm. he's street smart. He knows he knows what he wants to do. 
Yeah, he he's using has... everyone he knows to his advantage. Mm-hmm. And he thinks quick. Yeah, like you said about um, using people. He uses various people throughout the thing. And it's obviously, he, he uses so many people. That's one of the biggest themes. He's he's not a good person. He's not a good person. Want to talk he's about very this? small character. Mm-hmm. He's very smart. But that moment, um, okay, some people that he Which uses. moment? He uses, he uses oh. the lady. Wait, wait, are we about to spoil the, are we about to spoil the whole thing? Um, yes, we are. We are going to spoil it. Because, you know, that's just, we, we have to talk, we have to spoil it to talk, talk about, about it, it you know? Because it's like the major thing mm-hmm. in the movie. Okay, so first person that he uses, his brother, Nick. Nick is being used. Yeah. Nick is handicapped. He, he shouldn't be going out and doing this, these things, but he's being influenced by his brother, who is kind of very, very good at convincing people to do things, I guess. And, um... He just shouldn't be there, and I feel sorry for him, but he doesn't know any better. Second person he uses, mm-hmm. he uses that old lady, not old lady, but middle-aged woman. I forget her name yeah. again, but... Um, I don't know her name. Yeah, she, she kind of pretends to... The lady wants relationship. Oh, Laura. I think it was mm-hmm. Laura. Okay, was Laura. Laura. Perfect. Well, Laura wants Laura wants relationship, clearly, yeah. Um, and Connie doesn't want a relationship. He just wants her money. Yeah, she is a... Oh, no, my bad. She's called Corey. I didn't even know that. Anyway. Corey? Um, oh. Yes. I don't know. Okay, Weird. strange. But... Yeah, she's, like, a decent amount older than um, Connie mm-hmm. in the film. Connie and Corey. Mm-hmm. Hey. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I don't really like... I, I don't really like that name combination, but... There's yeah, God. okay. Yeah. Corey... She has money, and when... Her mom has money. Yes. Yes. Okay, wait. We need to circle back a little bit, because this... We need, to, we need to cover everything. So, basically, we were at the yeah. part where they robbed the bank. And then, basically, yeah. they're trying to get away. And at first, they think, they think they're getting away, but then something happens. And um, there's this, like, explosion of, like, red yeah, the- powder... I don't it was know really what it sick. Was. So sick. Yeah, and yeah. it they were. It running. was like a gender reveal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, their face, their faces got splashed, and basically they were just running. They were running. Um, they were. They didn't really know where to go. They were just kind of on their feet, trying to get somewhere, um, trying to save themselves. I'm busy right now. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I don't even know who that was, but, um, but yeah, they're running, and they reach this bathroom, they go, they go into this, like, McDonald's or something, and then they hide them, like, the ceiling, and they're just trying to wash their faces, and it's really intense, and it's a lot. It's like a powder, isn't it? I don't think it's, like, a ink, I think it's, it's powder. it was definitely a powder. And basically, we're not gonna go through the whole thing, but basically, um, Nick gets arrested, by the police, yeah. you know. Nick's Nick's a little bit slow, you could say. So he and you know, people with mental disabilities, they don't know how to handle these sort of heightened these sort of situations with heightened anxiety. They don't And nor do police know how to maneuver around exactly, that. Exactly. Um and it's just this whole ordeal and Connie gets away, but he's determined to get his brother out of 
um, police custody. And so that's when he goes to the lady. Oh my god, it's so heartbreaking when you see Nick in the uh, police custody Mm -hmm. and with the mace. Mm -hmm. He's not even part of the fight, but... Yeah. See, I felt so much sympathy for him, you know? I I think he's... I think part of me wanted to like Connie, A, because Robert Pattinson, (laughs) B, because... You know, he's a protagonist. We're supposed to root for him and getting his, his brother back. But if you really yeah. think about it, inherently he's not a good person. He knows his brother cannot handle these situations, yet continuously puts him through it. And mm. in the end, his bro- Nick is the one who gets hurt. You know? he. It's just, it's just kind of sad. But back to the lady. Yeah, um, oh yeah, back to... Oh, so where are we? Oh, yeah. Um, Connie is trying to bail um, Nick out of um, police mm-hmm. custody mm-hmm. and he apparently he can't use the uh, money that they got um, stole from the bank because it's all blotted with red mm-hmm. so he like he gives a certain amount to the um, what's it called? Bail something? Um, yes it's like this it's probably this illegal bail company that um Bail sway judges. Yeah, they they sway yeah. judges with money, um, and so he needs like ten thousand dollars. I think he doesn't have all of it, and he's using the lady, um, Corey. Um, mm. He he's tricking her into thinking that they're gonna be in a relationship. Um, um, they're gonna go on a lovely yes. vacation to like yes. some um, island or something. Mm-hmm. Only if she pays it, though, you know? This will be the last thing ever. He'll pay it back. Um, you pay me ten grand. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can go. Mm-hmm. And the lady, the lady, she can't resist. Cause she can't don't... resist the Rob charm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I wouldn't either. I'm sorry. I wouldn't either. <laughs> but... Oh, I, my God. I... That, the, those shots of him in the taxi with her. Mm-hmm. Stop! Stop! I, you the know neon what? lights. To be honest, I was low-key jealous of her throughout this. I was like... Bro, the fucking 16-year-old. They, oh, okay, we're, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. We are gonna get to that. Okay, but this part. Basically, yeah, he sways her. She has this whole fantasy of having this relationship with him when I think both they both know deep down... Well, he knows for sure he doesn't like her, oh. but she also should know deep down that... This is not going to work. He's using her, period. And so basically that doesn't work out because her credit card gets declined by her mother who does not approve of this relationship. And yeah, and isn't, like, the mother trying to, like, hold her up in the apartment, like, not letting her out or something? Yeah. I yeah. got that, I, like, idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wasn't... She yeah. didn't want to let... She didn't want him... She didn't want. She didn't want him to come in. Yeah, she didn't want him to come in, and she didn't want her to leave with him, but she did anyway. But yes, that's that whole ordeal explained. Um, my house, my rules. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yeah. Continue. But yeah, moving on. I'm not really sure exactly what happens next, but oh yeah, he. he oh, tries- he finds out he that he was in Elmhurst. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he finds the host- hospital his brother's at. And because his brother got into a fight. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. His brother got into a fight in prison. Um, it's all over the place. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Okay, well, keep me in check, man. That's that's what um, podcast co-hosts are for. You know, my, yeah, my yeah, brain yeah. my brain thinks quick. We're on we're on different levels already. Oh my god! Can I just say, mm-hmm. um, my computer has like basically Lindsay's background is of the um, of the Earth, and it's like the universe, galaxy, black, uh-huh. but like stars ish. And my computer screen has so much dust on it, and the light is reflecting on it in a certain way that I can see all the dust. So it looks like my entire screen is the universe, and Lindsay is because all the dust looks like little stars. It's quite good actually. I'm still get on the camera. Oh my gosh, I love that. That that's a great. POV. Oh my god, I will send it to you. Oh my gosh, perfect. All right, continue. Okay, well you you should do this part. You should do this part. I think. You um. Well, okay. So at um, police custody, Nick, um, well, I'm pretty sure he's used, he's used to getting his own way and he's quite, um, probably doesn't really get into, like, arguments and violence much. Mm-hmm. So he goes into the television room where I'm gonna guess there's a certain conduct and you, like, you come to an agreement and, like, I was here first, I was doing the TV, like, the inmates, uh, within the inmates. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick wants to change the television channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and gets like into a physical fight because of it, and he gets really, um, his face gets really, um, not disfigured, but like mm-hmm. gets basically gets beaten up a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. very much. So mm-hmm. that he has to go to the hospital because he's not going to get en- enough treatment in mm-hmm. prison. So the bail bondsman um, is on a call to appeal for um, uh, Nick's bail. Mm-hmm. Um, and finds out that he is not on the calendar because he is at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So Robert Pattinson's like, go off to the hospital, I go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was perfect. Yeah. But also, I think right. um, the whole, I think in addition to like little things about race, I think this film is also trying to say something about how um, mentally um, handicapped people are not being seen in the world. They're not being understood and um, some of these, a lot of these people need, like, special attention, special care, and, you know, they don't, a lot of them, they don't choose the situations they end up in. It's often kind of mm. determined by the circumstances they're put in, and they don't really know how to control themselves or how to really interact with their environments. So that's why stuff like this happens, and, you know, that's just what's been going on with Nick, and I think that's what the film is trying to say about that. But yeah, a nice little condensed version of what happens next, I guess, is basically Connie goes to the hospital to try and steal his brother Nick back. Um, and it's mm-hmm. this whole, like, it's it's this super engaging sequence, super, again, anxiety. It's so, like, it's so good. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like... Watching him try and like figure mm-hmm. out and deduct like where. Mm-hmm. Um, also, can we? Is- t- <clears throat> yeah, little bit, little bit of a tangent here. But one thing I love about this film and just like thrillers in general is that, well, I was just never bored in between. I think there are a lot of yeah, films. for real, never yeah. bored. Yeah. yeah. See, you know what? I I think all film people like to think they love like those quiet, introspective films where people just talk. 
and have conversations. And yes, to some extent, that before is amazing. Sunrise. Yeah, before sunrise is fantastic. But this is a different kind of fantastic, and this is my kind of fantastic. I think it gave me. That, <laughs> I'm sorry, it, my kind of fantastic. <laughs> Oh, this it, is my kind of fantastic. Mm-hmm, exactly. Sorry, continue, and please. It gave me, it kind of gave me drive vibes, you know, just this whole energy, you know. I drive. haven't watched Drive yet. Watched Drive. Okay, I rewatched no. Drive since our last time because we talked a little bit about Ryan Gosling, and I yeah. was like, you know what? I need to rewatch Drive. And Drive, amazing, stunning. Mm. Watch it soon. But yes, okay. just just a beautiful oh. film. Can I say that um, mm-hmm. a lot of the times in the film, mm-hmm. I found myself going like, <laughs> oh, sorry, the people can't see. <laughs> the listeners can't see it, but I just like held up my hands to my face you know, in shock. Like so many times, I just found myself like sitting there with my mouth wide open. And I was like, mm-hmm. it was so like, so much um, anticipation that I almost mm-hmm. had to look away, but I couldn't because it was like mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, so. I, I totally agree with yeah. you. Some of these wow moments are, they're coming up soon. But basically, again, condensed version, he he finds his brother. He, when there's a police officer outside his hospital room, so oh he assumes God, it's... When he goes into the old lady's room. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was a, he, I, I was a little, I was a little bit confused. I was a little bit shocked, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, he was just hungry. He was just the, like... the way the way he fed her. <laughs> I know. <laughs> imagine, imagine being sick at eighty years old. <laughs> You're just lying there. No, she was just so feeble. No. <laughs> and then Rob, Rob is just there feeding you yogurt. Oh. Hey. Yogurt is such a weird food to me. Sorry, I don't like yogurt. <laughs> I like yogurt. I think it's great. I think it. I think you know, if you have oh. too much of it, it's not the best. But it, it's a nice, it's a nice little healthy fruit situation, fruit snack. But yes, mm. basically, he gets his brother, puts him in a wheelchair, and rolls out. He rolls throughout the hospital and until he reaches the outside. And I don't want to minimize this. I can't believe he was actually able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I don't want to minimize mm-hmm. this with, like, two words. But, like, I think you have to watch for yourself to see how just immersive this whole experience was and how, I just, I guess it just felt like we were we were there with him every second and I was, like, thinking with him what to do next. And I I was worried for him and I was rooting for him that whole moment because that's what the film makes you do. But basically, yeah. they get on this bus that's supposed to drop all these um, discharged people out to their homes. And yes, that's when um, he realizes he doesn't have a place to go. Well, he knows he doesn't have a place yeah. to go. So he goes to one of the... Um, other patient's house who was on the bus and he asked for like a cell phone but what he really wants what he really needs is a place to stay while he composes himself and figures out what he's gonna do next so this is one of the big wow moments you want to you want to continue this a little bit 
Yeah, sure, I can do it. Um, yeah, so basically he puts his brother upstairs, mm-hmm. I think, upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somehow with a wheelchair. I don't even know how mm-hmm. he did that. Facts. Must have been tough. Or maybe it was ground floor. Who knows? Maybe he has it's, a lot no, of it was it was upstairs. It was muscles. upstairs. So I was upstairs. Rob's muscular. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, Connie devises a plan and like says like, "Oh, my mother is like at work and she gets off in the morning. Can you? And I don't have my keys. Can you please let me stay for the night?" And like she's like, "Yeah." And then he puts his brother upstairs and he's. The old woman's got a granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And so the grandmother goes to sleep. And the granddaughter and, and Connie are left waiting, mm-hmm. you know, lounging mm-hmm. in the um, living room and they're watching telly. And then I think he changes the uh, channel to mm-hmm. the news. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, before, before this, Connie and the girl have like a little chat and like... Mm-hmm. He, like, learns more about her. It was kind of cute, actually. I thought it was going to be, like, a friendship situation. You know, I thought it was going to yeah. be a cute little, like, guidance, you know. I'm here mm. to, like, set you on the right path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's, like, she's 16. She's got a boyfriend who, or an ex-boyfriend who was a drug dealer. And, like, you know, he just sort of, like, learns a bit more. <clears throat> so they watch telly. And he switches it to the news. And then, lo and behold, the news, he's on the news as, like, because as, he's, like, a, what? He's, he's what's the word? He's, he's a, wanted. People yeah. are looking for him. Yeah, people are looking for him. So he, so he kisses the 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah, for, like, a long time because the news yeah. is long. I was I was just watching this shit. I was watching this shit on my own in the middle of the night. And I really I really did not see that coming. I was like, you know what? She said she was 16. I don't think the filmmakers I didn't are, see gonna, it coming either. are gonna do this. Yeah. And then they, they did it. They did it. And it was It was insane. And that's that's the moment when you realized, you truly realized that Connie is not a good person. Connie's a in in some ways a pedophile. Yeah. That is that is cross mm-hmm. line period. I'm sure it happens, I guess, a fair amount in real life. Sixteen sixteen is like not super young, but still, you know, you, you got But then he takes her to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Oh my Yes, sir. Yeah, and then they're actually both of them are getting into it now. At first he's just doing it to like avoid being, you know, caught or whatever. But then now they're both turned on. So they're like, oh, are we're gonna do this, I guess. And it just like so bad. And but then it's interrupted, don't worry guys, it's fine. It's I don't interrupted. Know. I don't know. No I, I, Yeah. <laughs> what do you you don't know? <laughs> There's yeah. You said I don't know. I, when did I say I don't know? Okay, well, move on, move on, move on. What happens next? Okay, anyway. So the the little, whatever, thing is interrupted by some banging upstairs mm-hmm. from where the brother is. And then Rob Connie is like, oh shit, and goes upstairs. And he looks and sees that, it is not his brother. Mm-hmm. It's someone else. Facts. 
who was oh in the hospital who also had face you know what how does who also had like face bandages on but mm. anyway how did uh, okay fine I was gonna say how did Robert Pattinson know that it was his brother solely based off the fact that there was a police officer outside and that it was that that person had bandages on his face it could have not been he didn't even do any checking he didn't even check the mm. name we could have checked the name. I know. See, it took me a while to also... Maybe I'm just, like, a slow film watcher. But it also took me a while oh, I to didn't realize get it that it was that. his brother. You know? Until... Oh, until I, when we, we went fo- in? Yeah, until we got a full look at his face. But I, I oh, don't yeah, really no, remember, yeah. like, a police officer... Well, I vaguely remember it. But I, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure I see the correlation You're either. You're quite choppy. I think what the did police you say? Officer, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure I see the police officer correlation either. Um, am I still choppy? Am I still choppy? Okay. Well, I'm not quite sure I see the police officer correlation either um i vaguely remember a police officer being outside but i think maybe that's yeah just he was a, outside i don't think that helped him realize that it was a brother was wasn't his brother because that i don't think that makes sense i think it just made him i mean because because i'm pretty sure he he was in the he was in the cafeteria area and he was like oh my dad's like sick i want to see him and then he was like um and he was like, oh, but there's police officers everywhere. And he was like, huh, weird. Inmates are only on the sixth floor. Mm. So then Rob was like, ah, sixth floor. Let me go to sixth floor. Let me go look <laughs> for my brother. And then um, this dude who wasn't the brother had a police officer outside of his room because he was just just got on, got on parole. Mm-hmm. So... He just, he checked the he checked the names of other doors. I don't know why he didn't check the name of this door. Mm-hmm. And how did mm-hmm. he know that Nick got beat up in the oh. face? Um, like he could have got beat up in like other areas. You're right. You're right. See, I think that's I think that's just like a way to make the storytelling like feel exciting. I guess. Um, I think that's just mm. movie work. I don't think I don't think the audience would in, be as in that invested. case. The audience knows more than the character does. Mm. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think the audience would be super invested if we saw like, I yeah, it's just to help the storyline move along. There's some like discrepancies. But I totally see what you're saying. Like I don't. Looking back, big word check. I, facts. Mm-hmm. but in the moment I believed it too I was like oh police officer how many inmates can there be in this hospital you That's know true. must be must be him but yeah then it's not his brother it's not his brother and not his brother. this person is so interesting this person who is not his brother is so interesting to me the way he basically what, got what's introduced. the name let's search him up you search him up his name was Ray. He's called his the actor mm. is called Buddy Duress. Mm. Okay. Well, Ray was he he's basically he has this whole backstory. 
about he just about how he just got out from prison on parole. And he got drunk. Yeah. He got wasted, and he was like high and everything, and some shit went down. And then he was just like, oh, I forget oh, what happened. But he it was- got he got in the he was like trying to go home or something, and he got in a taxi and he didn't have money. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah. So he rolled out of the taxi yeah. and yeah. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so he got arrested again because he broke the rules of his parole. And I don't really, again, it's really hard to do this with words, just like <laughs> through audio. But this, I think this was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. I think just the way the guy was explaining his story, like kind of forcefully putting his story on Connie when Connie was obviously not interested. They both had their... Yeah. It, I think just their combined sort of issues. Like, Connie was in his own world. He has his own problems. Literally, his brother, he he just got the wrong guy. He stole the wrong guy from the hospital. He's trying to figure out what he's going to do next. And this other guy, Ray, he's confused as fuck. He got, he, he got stolen. He got stolen from the hospital. And he's just out here. And he doesn't know what to do either. Sitting, sitting in the back of the car in the middle of the night with this random dude he doesn't know, who's also... I'm a 16-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, facts. See, just the way the storyline converges is insane to me. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess, skipping through a little bit, um, um, basically... The, the acid. Mm, yes. The acid. Yeah. In um, Ray's story... Um, his friend was selling um, tabs of acid and they stashed the bottle of it in this amusement park mm-hmm. before they got um, arrested, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Rob is like, okay, wait, I can sell that acid and get money, so take me to it and let's go get it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else happened with between that time? Um, no, right? Well, not really. No, that's that's it. No. Um, so, yeah, and then they... Yeah. Yeah, that's their new mission now. That's a new goal. Steal the acid, mm-hmm. find it, run with it, um, sell it. And so basically, um, the acid is in an amusement park. And it's in this ride. Um, it's dark. It's at night. Um... And they're just trying to look through it in the middle of this creepy, like, Halloween-themed ride. And then suddenly, um, the security guard walks in. And he's like, who are you? Show yourselves right now or I'm calling the police. And they both hide. And then, and then he, and then Rob gets up and he beats up the police, uh, the security guard. And then, mm-hmm. yep. And then they keep searching for the acid. But then, turns out the police guard has already called the police. So when the police arrive, he quick they, they do a little switcheroo. You know, he gets uh-huh. his clothes. He gets the security guard's clothes and pretends to be the security guard. And again, like and oh my god, and he 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 like pours like an a definitely unhealthy like overdose amount of acid into the um, security oh, guards. Facts. Um, oh my god. Yeah. Those insane mouth. Yeah, that was insane. And when he w- when he w- woke up, he was speaking gibberish and shit. Like. Mm-hmm. But also, oh my gosh, I think yeah, Ray poured the acid. I'm pretty sure. <coughs> and they were talking I about think it how was... 
expensive. I think it was Rob. Okay, well, I think it was Rob. Well, I forget. Um, but because yeah. I don't think Ray would do that. I think Ray would be more like uh, frugal. <laughs> okay. Well, great, great in-depth analysis on, um, on Ray. Oh, can I can I just say it took me a while to like trust Ray. I kind of mm. thought he would betray. Yeah, no, me. for sure. But you know what? I started really I started really vibing with Ray. Um halfway mm. through. He's just funny. He was a comedic factor. You know, it was just Rob and this like 15-year-old girl. It would have been kind of tense. It would have been kind of a lot, you know. But you know, this yeah. Ray, he really brought the comedy into this. Um Ray was constantly confused. He was like, "Where am I? What am I doing now?" You know, understandable. And he was just he was just Go, kind of going with the flow, you know, one could say. But yes, mm-hmm. security guard gets beat up, and eventually, we'll just skip through this part because this is a lot. But eventually, they find the acid, and yeah, it's and they keep trying they to get they away. Keep, oh, they fucking go to the security guard's house. Mm-hmm. They go to the security guard's house for just like a just like a moment to like hide i guess from the police they and need like, a place to like think about get in contact with um ray's friends who will get the mm-hmm. money to them mm-hmm. yeah and in between they have this really tense conversation where ray's trying to be deep because at this point mm. um ray and connie i would say they're I, I feel like they trust each other, but they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. They don't. Yeah, they definitely trust each other um, a lot more, and it's kind of interesting yeah. to see how their relationship develop. You know, especially as strangers in the beginning. I think Connie remains indifferent towards. He's Ray. so calm mm-hmm. when yeah. he found out um, that he was taken from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So calm. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Geez, mm-hmm. this is like way too calm than someone <laughs> like if I was in that situation." I would go like completely ballistic. Yeah. yeah. I hope you never end up in that situation. But thanks, Lindsay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Thanks, but um, okay. But yeah, mm. you know what? Actually, I would like to be in that situation. I want to meet Rob. What reason? Rob oh. can steal me I... any day, to be honest. But yeah, okay. Basically, at this point, the relationship. Okay, the 15-year-old girl ditched her. 16. Yeah, she got 16-year-old Oh, girl. yeah. He literally was like, I don't know her. Mm-hmm. She can go. Mm-hmm. And, like, the police were, like, being so rude. Mm-hmm. Like, they yeah. were like, talk to me. Don't stop looking at Robert Pattinson. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. She was like, she, definitely, you could just, like, see betrayal in her eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of sad. Oh God, I can't believe. But also, yeah. yeah, thank God that whole situation was over at that point. And now it's just Connie and Ray. And again, their relationship, probably one of the most and the interesting dog. things. Oh my gosh, the dog. Yeah, there's a dog in this guy's house. He's kind of, It's kind of feral, kind of like attacks people. And Rob, again, uses the dog. To his advantage. He uses so everyone. Smart. He uses he used Ray too. He heavily used Ray to his advantage. But Ray was low-key kind of useless at times. I think there are times when he kind of proved himself a little bit, but majority of the time, confused and useless. Um 
Mm. But yes. And confused and useless. Wow, mm. sounds kind of familiar. Hmm. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. <laughs> well, okay. Well, moving on from that. Yeah. That was a great joke, by the way. What, so you want to you want to talk about the plot? Oh, I feel like I, all this information is giving me an overload at this point. I'm like, wow. I remember. Do you want me to talk about it? Okay, yeah, you talk about it a little bit. Okay, so basically, um, Ray contacts his um friend, who's like, yeah, I'll give you the money, and then um he comes and Connie is like. Okay, how much are you going to give me? And he was like, I can give you 3000 from the ATM. And Connor's like, not enough. I want 10 grand because he's still trying to get, um, what's his name? Nick out of, um, Nick, he wants to bail Nick out. Mm-hmm. So he makes that dude go get 10000 mm-hmm. And he, he, um, he makes a run for it. And Ray comes with like tries to stop him tackles him mm-hmm. but then since rob is wearing the jacket of the security guard mm-hmm. the dog will never attack rob but he does attack ray mm-hmm. so ray gets held back by the dog and um connie runs and runs around the block well not around the block but tries to leave mm-hmm. and then ray calls his friend like, he left, he left with the acid, and then his friend's like, the police are circling the block. Mm-hmm. So, it's this really awesome bird's eye view of Connie running, mm-hmm. and the police following him, mm-hmm. and then he, I was like, whoa, he's running so quickly, and then he gets, <laughs> um, like, tackled and, like, stopped, and then you just watch the acid roll away. Mm-hmm. And then... Ray is like, shit, they're going to come up here. And they do. They, he hears the police knocking on the door and he like locks the door. Mm-hmm. So he tries to make a escape by climbing out the window. And then this extremely jarring moment when Ray falls from the building and everyone, including Connie, watches the body drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was the wow moment in this mm-hmm. film. And- but... I- Mm. I think I kind of saw it coming because he like there was a point where he looked over the balcony railing and was like I was like shit is he gonna do it and I was like no yeah see he, he I kind of knew it was gonna happen like when he climbed out but I think just the shock factor of it all and just the mm-hmm. kind of heaviness of all the action I think emotionally it's just it's a ride and you've been with these people for what feels like real time in a bit it in it's mm-hmm. it all happened in pretty much one night but it was a lot you know and yeah. so you're invested in all these characters and then it kind of comes to this abrupt like and then ray gets it's very visually striking mm-hmm. as well because it's like all of this crescendoing into an mm-hmm. extreme fall mm-hmm. and just yeah again like you said the bird's eye view of um connie running kind of sticks with me because you you I think there were just a lot of good shots in this. And Connie's just running. Yeah. Running around the building. Police are chasing him. And it's kind of like... It's kind of like a silent part. I don't remember, like, a lot of music. 
but yeah. Oh my god, but we can talk about the music later. The music mm-hmm. is like insane. Fact. But let's finish the mm-hmm. plot. Yes. Um. So. And then, so basically, Rob gets into the car, the, the not car, the police car, because he's arrested. Mm-hmm. And this is like gorgeous, like two, three minute long shot of Rob in the backseat where you can see the bars of the police mm-hmm. car. And it's just slowly like focusing yeah. onto him and the bars sort of like disappear. Mm-hmm. See, I love shots like that. I love slow, com- contemplative shots. I think it just works very, very well. With this ending, yeah, it does. It's kind of like a like oh all all this. But the ending was... ending is so good. Mm-hmm. It made me cr- it made me tear up. Mm-hmm. It, oh my gosh, you're so right. So the ending ending goes back to Nick, um, who is now in this new like mentally mental mental handicap facility um, for all these people who share the same handicaps that he does. And he's a little bit, he's a little bit afraid because I don't think he's been put through anything like this before. Because I, again, I don't think his family, I don't think his brother, Connie especially, who's one of his biggest influences in life, doesn't, he doesn't mm-hmm. understand his issues and he doesn't understand the help that he needs and he doesn't, um, yeah, understand the environment that he needs to be put in to lead a healthy flourish. life yeah to flourish and this is it and he's not familiar with it so he's a little bit n- nervous he's unsure um he steps into this room full of people who are all like him for the first time and i think there's also a shock factor in this for him it's it's so <laughs> i know what you mean so sweet i know and then like. they're they're playing this game where they're um asking Cross the room Mm-hmm. Yeah, across the room where they um, there's a prompt that the per that the teacher gives, um, facilitator I guess, um, mm-hmm. and if that thing has happened to you, the specific person, then you cross the room, and it's just simple questions, but then slowly by slowly becomes more kind of personal. Um, there's questions about family and then at the beginning okay at the beginning um, Nick doesn't really cross the room I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm a little bit distracted right now but you know what I, I love this I love this planet vibe we got going on right now I love oh. it I, I think we did something different can I continue okay yeah well, no like okay. Nick is quite hesitant at the beginning mm-hmm. And he doesn't really cross the room um, much. It's a lot of, like, happy things that they're saying, like, oh, do you like candy? Oh, have you had, like, this good moment or whatever? And Nick doesn't really have a lot of good moments because his life is riddled with these sort of hardships. And, yeah, and later on, a little, he starts crossing the room. Um, And the sound... has has have you ever... Um, been lied to and mm. it's like it's so yeah because he walks over mm-hmm. and you can see that he's like like coming to terms with what has happened to him and he's like slowly slowly digesting everything mm-hmm. and i also i think just the way the ending played out in general because the film was so pa- fast-paced throughout just like most of it mm. the way that it sort of ended in 
um, a, a slow, well, you know what? It, it complemented the beginning very well because the beginning was also a bit of a yeah. slow start. Um, we're sort of getting, it started with Nick. We're seeing him, we're figuring out who he was and he was not in a good place. And he goes through this long journey on his own that it that half of it isn't even shown in the movie because we're focused on connie but nick has his own personal journey and like you said he's come to terms with how his brother is kind of toxic for him so i think just the way that it ended in a do you know that do you know that term in like chinese that we used to use like chin hole like something do you remember that when it's like the front and the ending have like uh parallels it was, I, I used to use it a lot in class mm. way. that's not right that's completely wrong <laughs> i don't think i don't think i've ever used a phrase like that but i, I like know. i like where you're going with this i think i think it's great i think you have an academic mind oh hi, <laughs> do you yeah. remember no, I don't remember. Okay, okay. Well, we'll move on then. But, you know, that's that's how it ended. Again, you have to see it to experience it. It's truly a really good um, cinematic experience. It was a great ending. It was a great film. I thought... Uh, I don't know. I thought I just really enjoyed myself. It was um, really good. Yeah, and it kind of makes you think a lot. I think in the moment when you're there, it's really nothing but just what you're seeing on screen and the characters. But after watching, you kind of realize all these other little things that the film is trying to bring attention to. And just like while we were talking about it, it kind of made a lot more sense to me as I was like, you know, processing the whole thing again, but just mentally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. You have any general thoughts? Um, I, like, want to talk about the other aspect of the film, like, the, um, cinematography and mm. the music, because mm. I was reading in a, I was reading an article, mm. and it was, like, saying that, it was one of the Safdie brothers, I think it was Josh said that, um, someone was listening to the, um, Good Time soundtrack and got a speeding ticket, because they were listening, you know, just, like, oh my God. um, Tokyo Josh kind of stuff. <laughs> The good time soundtrack is... The soundtrack was, like, so good. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like... It keeps fitting. me on edge. Like, the the mm. heist soundtrack... I mean, while they were at the heist. I mean, while mm. they were robbing the bank, it was silent. But, like, the running ones... Oh, mm. my God. I agree. I agree. It just hit you at the right moments. And when it hit you, it was, it was a lot. But... In a way that very much complemented <laughs> the movie's energy. That's what I will yeah. say about it. And I loved yeah, yeah, yeah. the last song at the end. Um, with Nick just going across the room and it sort of faded out with this really kind of mellow, it was really sad nice. song. It was, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> really well, immaculate. And the cinematography, the colors... The colors are amazing. It's very much like mm. blue and red centric, I would say, like the way we are right now. Um, and all most of it is at night. 
Yeah, most of it mm-hmm. is. I like night movies. That's I think what that's I'll why say. it was. I do too. I was. I um. I think that was why the scene where Ray and um. Um. What's it? Connie like are in the security guard's ho- home. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that like it had become day because. When they arrived at the house, it was night, and when Connie was being chased by policemen, it was day. I was like, oh. A lot of time has passed. Mm-hmm. A lot of time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sorry. our podcast. She can't hear you. She does speak for another, like, 15 minutes to me. Are you coming Yes. With your background. My background is a planet, okay? It's not working. It is working. Maddie, I need you to leave. Oh my gosh, you're... You... Okay, whatever. Live audience. Are we good? Is my Wi-Fi fine? She's frozen. I'm frozen? Lindsay. Sir, can you see me? <laughs> Sir. I can see you. I can... You're, you are choppy. I am. How how's it now? Because I was sitting there. How's it? Oh. Okay. Oops. Disconnected yeah. for a while. But <laughs> I can fix that later. But yeah. Um, what were you saying? Oh my gosh. My Wi-Fi. Okay, I think we're good now. Hello? I think we're good now. You're still choppy. Oh, I, I heard that sigh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm speaking now. Can you hear me? Am I still choppy? You're better now. You're. You're still frozen, but you're choppy. Okay. Um. Well, I guess I'm just. What were you saying earlier on? I I was gonna move on to cinematography, like we were talking about mm, oh yeah cinematography see i feel like i think color palettes are really integral to film mm-hmm. and just like giving yeah. a film a, a specific energy vibe etc and i think i liked the way things were framed and i liked the camera work um because mm-hmm. the camera work i think um to kind of complement these sort of like active films, you need to have um, camera movements that also move along seamlessly with the people and also provoke this sort of energy within the audience. So that's good job, cameramen. Good job. There were some highly intimate shots, like the first um, opening scene, mm-hmm. very, very extreme close-ups of both both the therapist and the and and um Benny Safdie's character and then many of the shots mm-hmm. you have like the first shot of when Robert Pattinson comes in 
the 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 zoom follows him like it's like a, it goes mm-hmm. zoom and then it follows him to up to where Nick is. It was like very unconventional, mm-hmm. but still very. Um, uh, I can't think of the word. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. I know. I know what you mean, and it's also like super stylistic too. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've watched Uncut Gems. Have you? I haven't, but it's on my list. Mm. Uncut Gems is good. You know what? I I I like Good Time more than I like Uncut Gems. But the Safdie brothers, they have a very specific style that they try to go for, both in storytelling and, it, like, visually itself. It's supposed yeah. to feel like an experience. It's um, it, it's just the atmosphere that they're trying to create is kind of similar. And if you watch Uncut Gems, you'll kind of see that. Um, mm. And also they have, like, all these elements of surprise within them. That's just their style. Oh. And I love it. Something that I read that I thought was really um, applicable. It was um, their style is called gutter realism. Oh, gutter realism. That's interesting, actually. Yeah, see, you know what? About the realism, I think the Safi brothers, they try to root all their films into real life. Like, Good Time was meant to be set in 2017, and it's meant to Mm -hmm. kind of reflect real life, but also there's this element of, like, hyper-reality and, like, fantasy associated with their experiences and just, you know, Connie's whole journey. You know, you're so focused in his individual journey, but that it doesn't feel real, even though the world around them is real. But it's just the experience Mm -hmm. in itself and the way the story plays out and the people that they meet and just all these sort of like strange but exciting events happening that kind of makes you feel out of this world you know doesn't feel it just doesn't feel real Mm. Mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed um even though i mentioned the previous bird i shot Mm. i really enjoyed the um the tracking of the cars on the Mm. um highways Mm-hmm. You're right. I love car shots too. I think car shots can really make mm-hmm. a film. I.e. Drive. Um, Ryan Gosling. So beautiful in that one. But yeah, I think that's about all I have to say on this film. I think we kind of went through like little parts as we were talking about the plot. Oh my god, no, no, no. I have something else to say. Oh I have something else to say. Oh my gosh, what do you have to say? Um, it's about the casting of Benny Safdie as Nick. Oh my gosh. Okay, what about it? Um... When I first watched it, I was like, okay, wait, I know that Benny Safdie is not handicapped. And I know mm-hmm. that he is a fully able person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, is this, should this be something that I need to be aware of? Like, um, mm-hmm. should I be talking about this? Mm-hmm. Should I be, you know, saying that this movie is um, not giving pathway- pathways to those who are, oh, I just snapped my knife. Um, who are handicapped and like limiting um, diversity, I guess, mm-hmm. in uh, films. Mm-hmm. But then I what I, I keep saying this. And then I read an article, and it said um, Benny Safdie said that they had um, done like castings mm-hmm. for um, handicapped people, mm-hmm. but then they realized that the amount of like stress mm-hmm. and the amount that they would need those people to perform for them mm-hmm. would be too much to mm-hmm. put on them. I agree. And 
so they were just like okay we know what we want let's mm-hmm. just have benny do it mm-hmm. and i would say that he did it very well i, I think he did really know, i don't really know what um condition he would he had mm-hmm. but i'd say that it was very well done I agree. I think as I was watching it, I was also kind of thinking about, like, why they didn't cast, like, a, you know, real-life mentally handicapped person to Mm -hmm. do this role more authentically. But I also listened to, like, um, an interview with the Safdie brothers that Mm -hmm. kind of said the the same thing about it, and I think it really makes sense. Like, I think it's important to open pathways for mentally handicapped handicapped people but definitely not in this setting you know it's also reflective of like um nick's experience in this film you know if you can't put a real handicapped person in to play this like fake role then you know nick's not living his best life he's he's being manipulated um and mentally handicapped people need to be given care the care and attention that they need and nick's not getting that so mm. yes, I love I love that you touched on that. Fantastic. Thank you. But yes, a final <laughs> final rating. Um, I gave it a four point five out of five. Honestly, I also did. While watching it, I think it while watching it, it was very much like a five out of five. I think, um, I think most a lot of movies while watching, I feel again super invested in it. So it is like a five out of five. Yeah, because you just I'm become you become transported into the world. Mm-hmm. You just like mm-hmm. you feel like you are part of it. But then mm-hmm. when you like take a step back. Yeah. And also yeah, mm-hmm. I think maybe just a four point five because I don't think it's like the most perfect film. But I still really enjoyed it and mm-hmm. I really I loved it very, very Same. much. Yes. So, yeah, that's about all we have on Good Time this week. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to do the Q&A session, c- section because I didn't think of any questions. And I think we kind of went, went at it for a while. So Yeah, we went at it. People, people enjoy this content that we're giving. Oh, my gosh. These... And this, this was a definitely a, a do-watch. Even if you, like, hear about all of it, it's still... Even if we spoiled it for you... Trust me, it doesn't spoil the experience. The experience of the movie is something else. Just wanted to pop in. Um, Thanks to everybody who's listened this far. I know we're a bore, but we're trying our best. Um, I hope you enjoyed what you listened to. Make sure to find us on Instagram. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Let your friends know. Let us know what you think. Okay, well, this has been the Two Girls, One Film podcast. Thank you for listening.